It's Super Wildcard Weekend. It's also the clash of styles in the two conferences. That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TTN Daily Podcast. Hope everybody's having a great start to their Friday. Hope everybody is having a great week. We are just one day away from Super Wild Card Weekend in the National Football League. That is the focus of today's show. A unique twist, a unique look at this Wild Card Weekend in the NFL playoffs at large because everybody is still in the mix in the playoff race. I think it's important to take a look at the way that this all plays out. But before we do that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. They remain your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. They feature live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. All you got to do, head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. As we sit here, there are still 14 teams in the mix for the playoffs in both the AFC and NFC. Everybody's still alive in the playoff race, and it allows us to take a 40,000-foot view, in my estimation, as to how these playoffs are going to play out. And I'll just be upfront about this. There is just something about these NFL playoffs that has stood out to me since it was pointed out to me by Joe Marino of the Draft Network, and I can't help but feel that we are seeing a little bit Maybe not entirely by design, but what we are seeing is a clash of styles in some ways in the National Football League. I just want to go through something for you in each of these conferences, and then we'll dive into the the comparisons here. In the AFC, the starting quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Tyler Huntley more than likely for the Ravens, and Skylar Thompson. Now, let's just, for the sake of arguments here, just to put it into context, if the Ravens had Lamar Jackson and the Dolphins had Tua Tungavailoa, every team's primary starting quarterback in the AFC, one through seven, first-round pick. You want to take out the Dolphins and Ravens for the sake of looking at it actually as the way it's going to take place over the weekend? Okay, five of the seven quarterbacks selected in the first round. Score to the NFC. Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith. One quarterback on the NFC side of things drafted in the first round, and it was Daniel Jones. And even in the case of the San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't drafted uh, in the first round. If it was Trey Lance, he was selected in the first round. There is a clash of styles here. There is a clash of and an imbalance of quarterback superpowers you have AFC teams that have found their success the Chiefs the Bills the Bengals more recently the Jags and the Chargers are finding their success building around a first round quarterback who is developed into a franchise quarterback specifically in the case of those top five teams that I mentioned the reason why the Chiefs Bills and Bengals are at the top of the AFC is very much in part because of Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen and Joe Burrow in the NFC You have teams that are doing it in a different way. And it's not all by design. San Francisco didn't envision two quarterbacks going down, right? Uh, You know, Seattle, I don't think they anticipated being here with Geno Smith, the second-round pick. It wasn't even their second-round pick. But there is a clash. There is a difference in the way these teams have gone about it. Jalen Hurts, a second-round quarterback. Kirk Cousins was, what, a second, third-round pick? We all know the story about Tom Brady picked 199 overall. We don't have to do this. Dakota Rain Prescott, 
a fourth, fourth, fifth round overall pick. Daniel Jones, the only quarterback, like I mentioned, in the NFC that is a first-round quarterback. All of those teams, doesn't it feel, right now that I've pointed this out to you all, doesn't it feel like the NFC teams all are built in a way that they're built more team-oriented, they're built more, we kind of don't have one of those franchise quarterbacks, so we have to be great elsewhere? Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is an MVP candidate. Jalen Hurts is one of the large reasons why they're 14-3, and but they're built because... They've got a ton of great weapons on offense. They've built a great defense. San Francisco, they're on their third quarterback, a seventh-round quarterback. Why are they able to continue to be this successful? They've got a great coach, a great offensive mind. they got Christian McCaffrey. they got George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and they've built one of the best defenses in the league. The Minnesota Vikings with Kirk Cousins. They've never reached these heights before with Kirk Cousins. 13-4, and four, the three seed, could have a lot to do with coaching. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they win a division. Not like they're playing great on all cylinders because of the quarterback. They're finding ways to win football games. Dallas, they missed they missed Dak Prescott for a large stretch of time. They're 12-5. and five. The New York Giants, does anybody really want to sit up here and say the reason why the New York Giants are in the playoffs is because of Daniel Jones? No, they're gritty. They're tough. They can run the football with Saquon Barkley. They get timely turnovers. They play gritty football. They grind it out with you. They make you play a 60-minute game. And at the end of the 60 minutes, more often than not, they've been the winners. Seattle with Geno Smith was lighting it up in the first half. Hasn't been very good in the second half. The defense has gotten better as the season's gone on. Kenneth Walker has been huge for them. All of those teams have that little extra. And that's not to say that the Buffalo Bills don't have a little extra. It's not to say that the Kansas City Chiefs have a little extra. Not to say the Cincinnati Bengals don't have a little extra. Not to say that. But there is a clear delineation. There's a clear difference in Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Those are the top five seeds in the AFC quarterbacks in comparison to Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. There's a tear break there. And so there is a clash of styles. The NFC feels more. These are teams that are built 1 through 53. These are teams that are are going to do it in multiple different ways. They can't rely on their quarterback to bail them out time in and time out. Where I, Guess what? Josh Allen bails out the Buffalo Bills sometimes. Patrick Mahomes bails out the Kansas City Chiefs sometimes. Joe Burrow bails out that Cincinnati offensive line time and time again. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, we can go through all, all those examples. And again... This is not a black and white conversation. This isn't a the AFC teams do it this way, the NFC teams do it another way, right? But I just think it is fascinating to look at it through this lens, is that you have a conference in the AFC that all seven of these playoff teams, their primary starting quarterback to start the season was a first-round selection. In the NFC, that's not the case in almost all of these scenarios other than Tampa and I would throw San Francisco in there if Trey Lance was their starter, which is what it, the design was supposed to be at the beginning of the season. It's a difference in team building. There's a difference in finding that quarterback. We always talk about how hard it is to find that franchise quarterback, how hard it is to identify that first-round, can't-miss talent. Guess what? The AFC seems to figure it out. Their one through five teams in the playoffs have it figured out. The NFC teams, they've gone about it a different way. Maybe not by design. Like they've, they've all wanted to find their franchise quarterback. Philadelphia probably certainly feels like Jalen Hurts is their franchise quarterback. But San Francisco's doing it with Brock Purdy. Minnesota's reaching new heights with Kirk Cousins. Dallas has done it with Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott. The Giants with Daniel Jones. I mean, there are no... The, the thing, the big takeaway that I have from all of this, there are no two ways to make the playoffs. You can do it in a multitude of different ways. And I think the way that... And it's just funny how it breaks down that all of the AFC is checks this box... And all of the NFC except for one team checks the box in another direction. And so 
You're going to see a bit of a, a battle royale in the AFC between all of these top quarterbacks, all of these can't-miss prospects in the first round. Where in the NFC, you're going to see some some quarterbacks who've had to scrap and claw and were not first-round picks and weren't always the design starter for their specific teams. And they're going to grind it out in a different way. And I don't know if that makes it to where the games look different in the NFC playoffs and the AFC playoffs, but I can't help but sit here and I back out from what is going to be uh, a, a gauntlet here over the next month to determine the Super Bowl champion, and I can't help but look at, man, all these teams in the NFC have do it this way, and all the teams in the AFC have done it a different way. Look, in an ideal world, when you are building a franchise, you want to be able to find your franchise quarterback. You want to be able to find that guy in the first round that's can't miss, and that's not to say any of those NFC teams can't win the Super Bowl um, with first-round picks. I talked about it on today's draft, dudes, for two truths and a lie. There have been five Super Bowl matchups since 2000. Since 2000, so including the 2000 Super Bowl, five times in that 22-year span, 22 Super Bowl span, in which both quarterbacks have been first-round picks. And so you can get to the Super Bowl without being a first-round pick. There are four Super Bowls in which an undrafted quarterback has played since 2000. There is mul- there's one example, Brad Johnson for the 1992 Buccaneers. He was a ninth-round pick, picked after the sixth round. Still selected, but not selected very highly. That's gone to the Super Bowl. You talk about Tom Brady, all the Super Bowls that he's been to. You can do it in different ways. And in the salary cap era, when these franchise quarterbacks get paid quite a bit, gets a little bit harder when they're taking up a large percentage of the cap, a large percentage of your allocated dollars to your franchise quarterback makes it a little harder to get to a Super Bowl. But guess what? I think you'd rather be the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals with those quarterbacks that can bail you out of some tough situations Then you're the San Francisco 49ers who are on their third quarterback, but continuing to play great football. Again, there are no two ways, you know, there's not just two ways to win here in the NFL. There are are a lot of ways to win. You can do it in different ways, and I think you've seen that playing out over the course of the season. Very excited uh, for all of the playoff action. You know, it's tough during the regular season if your team's playing to watch other teams play in the same window. You try to have red zone on. You try to watch all these teams play. You don't necessarily get to see every snap from every team. All these games have their own window. They have their own stage. They have their own platform. And we are able to see all of these teams in action. And it gets started in a big way tomorrow with a divisional rematch in the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. It's the San Francisco 49ers, my early pick here. I'll give you my picks here on the show. My early pick to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. A tough first test for them. It is a home game, but it's a division rival who you're now playing for the third time this season. We will see how Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, does in the big stage. He has stepped up every step of the way for the San Francisco 49ers team to get them to be 13-4, and to get them to be the two-seed in the NFC. What does he now do with this platform at home Saturday? The entire world's watching him play uh, and try to lead the San Francisco 49ers. I think that defense is unreal. I think Kyle Shanahan's going to have some stuff dialed up, and it's not like Seattle's playing very well uh, down the stretch. On the NFC, oh boy. Uh, In the AFC, oh boy. It depends on what day you catch me is the is the answer that I will pick. We now know that if the Chiefs and Bills play in a um, conference championship game, that it will be held um, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome down in Atlanta. That's where they will play that game inside. I, I have a little bit of a problem with them playing a game inside between two teams that would have played outside in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. That feels like uh, you know nitpicking at that point. 
Man, this is tough. I think the Chargers are primed for a run. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago here on the show. I, I look at teams like Baltimore, Miami. I just don't think with their starting quarterback situations, they're in line to go very far. Jacksonville, a great end to the season, a winning season, a division championship. Doug Peterson's been there, done that. But this is still a young football team with a young quarterback. And so they could go on that run, right? They're going to play a home game at first, but they're playing that Chargers team that I talked about. They could go on a run. I don't think it's very likely. I do think they lose tomorrow uh, to the Chargers. And so then I think you can rule out those four teams. So again, you go back to those three of Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. Buffalo, uh, they they appear to be, you know, firing on all cylinders. They're playing good ball. They're inspired to play. Tamar Hamlin released from Buffalo Hospital. Guarantee you that that's going to motivate them to do it for him just like it has been this entire process. Uh, you know, Buffalo, I think, is a team that you got to watch out for. I'm still going to go with Kansas City. They're, they are the ones who, for a reason, everything is going to go through them up until the conference championship game. Patrick Mahomes is playing uh, on a different level right now. It's probably going to be the MVP. And so I think Kansas City, San Francisco, I think we're going back. We've done this before. I think we're going to do it again, a different look. It'll be Mahomes and Reed, and it'll be Shanahan, but it's going to be Brock Purdy this time leading the way for the same. I can't believe I uttered that sentence out loud in the year 2023. Brock Purdy is going to take the San Francisco 49ers for the Super Bowl. But I think they are the most complete team, and I think they're playing the best football in the NFC right now. So there's my playoff. Uh, predictions here for you for the AFC and the NFC and just an over overview of the way that this is broken down and how I think there is a clash of styles and a clash of the way that these teams are built just this season I don't think philosophically there's any difference I think everybody would love to be the pat taking the path of the Chiefs Bills and Bengals but the way that it is played out this season there are two contract uh, contrasting approaches to how this has all played out this season so it'll be fun to keep an eye on here throughout the course of the playoffs you guys know the drill rate review subscribe follow along with the podcast every day of the week uh, we will have content here for you uh, thinking about some some big picture things think we're going to do some deep dives into these coaching hires when they happen a bit, a bit of an overview a presentation of these coaches their history all of the things that they bring to the table for their teams get a little primer of what these these teams should have next season in their head coaches once uh, those things happen and of course we'll be recapping the big storylines from the playoffs and everything else uh, that occurs between now and the end of the season and then the offseason kicks in and free agency and trades we'll have plenty plenty to talk about here on the show so i hope everybody enjoys super wild card weekend hope everybody has a great weekend thanks to you and thanks to bet online for the continued support of the podcast everybody make it a great weekend i will talk to you all on monday